I'm joined by David, the 250th episode. Yay! The third. <laughs> well, that would be 750. Wait, what? Well, if it's the third 250th episode, it would be the 750th episode. Well, no, it's the 250th episode. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, 750, we've been doing this a long I mean, we've been doing this a long time, but that's insane. <laughs> I mean, if we, were re- if we were recording them every day, we'd have a lot more than 750 episodes. Yeah, if we were recording them every goddamn day. We'd have like 2,200, I think, or something like that. Yeah, but you know as well as I do, we couldn't keep up that pace if we wanted to. We could barely keep it up with Weekly. Well, with Weekly, we were making them shorter, and then they got longer, and every two weeks. We're not alone. No, we are not. (laughs) We are joined by one of our regular guest hosts and patrons, Holly Mack. Welcome. Hey, thank you, guys. Glad to be able to finally sneak back on. (laughs) And her, one of the hosts of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. Yes. Yes. Happy anniversary, you guys. 250. Oh, thank you. Gotta Major love milestones. Yes. Here's to 250 more. <laughs> it's like, yes. is, is this our seventh or our eighth year? I think it's our eighth year. I think it's the eighth, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We're, we're eight going on nine. <laughs> well, we have a lot planned for this 250th and um we have this amazing topic to talk about but first uh but first we're gonna pull everyone's favorite game what's nerdy with you where we talk about the nerdy things we've done and then we vote using the patented mike myler widget system and as our guest holly you get to go first yeah it's been a while since we've gotten to do that (laughs) yes uh what's nerdy with me is i've actually been starting to play in face in-person D. Hey! So, yes. Yeah, so, awesome. yeah, so, last night was game night, and our lovable artificer decides to um, <laughs> not kill this goblin that attacked. It's just like, you can surrender. Well, <laughs> one of our paladin friends is just like, mm, nope, solve it. Warhammer. Boom! It's like, okay, that escalated quickly. Interesting. <laughs> but, yeah. But then again, this our paladin was has every single war he's fought and has been against orcs and goblins. So yeah, he's got a little bit of an axe to grind. <laughs> and me being the bard, I'm just like, bard slash rogue. I'm like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> Heal, spell, sneaky sneak. <laughs> yeah, our, our artificer is quite the uh, character nice evil Play. staff he wants to go to mordor pretend to go to mordor bust the thing melt it gets trapped in a void and it's like we rescue him it's like do we need to plan an intervention with you <laughs> can i have a gun no <laughs> playing fifth Revolving head? shooting crossbow no <laughs> uh, fifth head? But it's fun it's enjoyable fifth edition? is it fifth yeah, edition? Fifth edition. Yeah. it's fifth nice. edition yep mm-hmm. artificer can be fun oh yeah on how you decide to play it mm-hmm Yes, because our DM, because he ever he tried to finagle, and and the DM, who is also his brother, is like, no, 
no. And then the rest of us will join in. And we're like, <laughs> but why? It's like, and he goes, what could possibly go wrong? And I'm just thinking, we're all thinking to ourselves, plenty. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's been nerdy with me. Always fun. I mean, I, mm-hmm. live D and D is great, especially if you haven't played it in a while. So, oh yeah, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very glad you're having fun with it. What yes. level are you guys at? We are. We just they just started because I kind of came in a couple. They had started and I came a couple weeks oh, okay. in. So we're both we're at level we're at level four. Okay. I'm three in rogue, one in bard. I multi class. So pretty soon we're going to be think we're going to be leveling up. So nice. I'm. I'm debating if I should go to level four in rogue or take another level in bard. <laughs> yeah, so. it's a tough choice. You get a lot of good stuff on both sides. So. Yeah, exactly. So even out somewhere along down the line. We were just told our tenth level milestone is after the next session. Nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah, our GM is accelerating things because they want to end the campaign in spring. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. Um. It's someone else's turn. It, it's been more than a year. Fair enough. Yeah, I volunteered. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. What are you gonna What are you gonna play? Or what are you gonna run them through? I'm thinking something classic, mm. like um, Hexpiration Dungeon stuff, and um, something inspired by Temple of Elemental Evil, but not really that. Okay. You know, you there's a village next to a ruin type of thing. Right. Maybe I'll do um, that. Dungeon and Pathfinder that's inspired by Temple of Elemental Evil, that like Emerald... It's oh, like Emerald a, Spire? Emerald Spire, yeah. Ooh, fun. Nice. That uh, was always an interesting uh, interesting set of modules. One thing I really like about it is how the each level of the dungeon can be run as its own adventure, and you don't really need to... You can break it up. It doesn't have to be a campaign. It, it's a yeah. neat thing. Yeah. Little standalones. Yeah, you can run each as a standalone, or you could run from the top to the bottom. Nice. I have run it as a campaign before, which is, I think my, no campaign I've ever run it as has gone past the third level before it, like, faded. You know, games Mm -hmm. sometimes do. But Emerald Spire was what I usually ran for kids, because it was easy to run for kids, because it's just a straightforward dungeon crawl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I ran a group through uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and we made it to the eighth level of the the dungeon before the party petered out. Cool. When I was running, um... The, when I was running um, Rise of the Rune Lords, um, the group made it to the third book. Nice. Wow. Before the group petered out. Oh. That was more, I was having like things happening that I couldn't, that we couldn't schedule games. And my, a couple people in our group said, I don't like the fact that we're not meeting regularly and just quit. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Uh, let's see. Uh, unfortunately, my nerdy thing also involves uh, uh, D&D, <laughs> but we're playing Pathfinder first, first edition. Uh, my group started the final book six of uh, Skull and Shack, or not Skull, of uh, uh, Carrion Ground. Oh. So they're finally schlepping their way towards the big evil castle up in the mount up in the nice. mountains <laughs> to go fight the lich. Nice. Does Carrion Crown have foreshadowing for the adventure path later on where the the big powerful lich escapes? Uh I'm not sure. I don't think so. Not really, but So um Erica, what's nerdy with you? Ah, she doesn't have audio yet. <laughs> Surprise. You can't hear me? Oh, now we oh, can. I can now. <laughs> Erica, what's dirty with you? Oh, I was saying it. Oh, we oh, lost you. everywhere oh. all at once. You broke up. You, you, you broke up. All right, I'll be back. 
All oh, I heard okay. was all at once. So I assume you watched every everything everywhere all at once. The movie. I, I, she's, she's, she's disconnecting, reconnecting. I, she said she was gonna, so we could talk about it on the show. So that's great. Oh, that it's a, it's a good. Am I gonna, am I gonna have to, fl- am I gonna have to flush the DNS on the interdimensional portal again? So I want to talk about Carrion Crown a little bit. Does it connect yeah. to the Whispering Tyrant? It's all about the Whispering Tyrant. It is. So is is Carrion Crown the adventure where the Whispering Tyrant escapes, or is that later on? I don't know about escape, but they're trying to reincarnate him. Okay, but they do it. Spoiler alert to people that haven't played Carrying Crown. Oh, yes. Spoiler, sweetie. The the whole thing is the Whispering Way is trying to bring the Whispering Tyrant back. Oh, okay. And to do that, they need to turn, uh, they need to take a willing host that is a member of the bloodline of his family and turn him into a lich so that the, the Whispering Tyrant can inhabit the body. Oh, okay. Okay, trying again. Can there you hear me? There we go. Me? Welcome back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So it was yes. already with you. I just finished watching everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Finally. Yay. It was very good. That's why I'm late. Sorry. But I was <laughs> watching it with my husband, and we never Great get movie. to do that. So Nice. How, what, we've been dying to hear what you thought of it. Oh, it was good, man. I mm-hmm. liked it. Good. It was hilarious mm-hmm. uh, and thought provoking all at the same time which both are things i very much enjoy and it had a really good like moral lesson so i mean like i'm not sure there could have been improvement the hot I mean, dog fingers really creeped me out but other than that <laughs> yeah. what did you think of the most surprising scene in the entire movie what was the most surprising scene at but, one point i just thought being surprised but plug fight scene Oh, I didn't think that was nearly as surprising as her beating the guy to death with dildos. I thought that was more surprising. It was a very large dildos. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I thought that was funny. Like at, at one point in the movie, when things start getting super ridiculous, you just stop being surprised by the ridiculous thing. When you know when they showed the trophy for the first time in the movie, I immediately thought that's going up someone's butt. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it was meant to be a butt plug because she's an IRS agent. Yeah, like, I get it. Yeah, I was like, oh, look at that. So metaphor's not lost on anybody. <laughs> no, not at all. Um. The other nerdy thing is I finished my second playthrough of Baldur's Gate. Nice. Nice. What'd you play as this time? Uh, I played uh, a bard rogue Githyanki. <laughs> so I I had eight levels of bard and four uh, levels of rogue. It worked out really well. Cool. So, and because I was Githyanki, I could wear medium armor and it all worked out. So it was, it was good. It was good playing from that side. And now I started my third playthrough, and I had an idea that was inspired by Brian playing a druid, which I always think druids are useless because they're not really good at any one thing. It made me think, what if you had an entire party of druids? Yeah, it's been done. Nobody has to be really good at one thing because they're all kind of good at all the things. And so you all turn into owlbears and murderize everything. Well, if you play a, a wild shape druid, but I'm not playing. I mean, I have wild shape, but that's I'm playing the spore druid right now. Oh, but God. that's either here nor there. My thought was, if everybody's kind of really good at you know everything, then you don't have to worry if your healer goes down or you know what I mean. So uh-huh. I'm gonna give it a shot. So 
They're always I, talking about balanced parties. I don't know how much more balanced that gets. I want to play an entire party of party of bards. I want to have the band. <laughs> I really want to do that. That's what Justin's doing right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, my I got my I convinced my brother to play Baldur's Gate. Nice. So because uh, he played D&D with us. And he was like, yeah, that's kind of fun. And I was like, you know what else is fun? Boulder's Gate. It's D&D, but you get to play on the video. Yeah. It's a, it's a video, game. video game. And so he's like all into it. He's finishing Act 3. And then he said his next one is going to be all bards. So mm. he can, just like you said, Brian, have the band. We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission from God. We're getting the band uh, back together. Yep. So, it's uh, my turn, right? It is indeed. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I just jumped in here. I missed everything. Yeah. Else, so. Um well, you jumped in right at the right time because you always go second to last. Oh, well, what was Holly <laughs> and David's stuff? How am I supposed to I'll vote tell you before know? voting. I made notes. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving uh, on. Brian, what was nerdy <laughs> with you? Um, so like my sibling, I I have multiple things. First one is sort of an. Is it the mustache? Thing. Are we talking about the mustache? No, I've had uh, this. Yeah, Freddie's, but Freddie's still here. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, oh, I have that's mustache. right. You weren't here last time. Yeah, he's uh yeah. totally going for the Freddie Mercury vibes. Mm-hmm. Got tired of the got tired of the Gordon. I I, I still think Mercury. it's more Ted Lasso than Freddie Mercury, but fair enough. I get that. I don't know. Your dark features do scream Freddie Mercury more than mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. <laughs> your face isn't quite long enough for the Ted Lasso. My prominent front teeth. Yes. <laughs> that too. <laughs> all um, right. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. Multiple things. All right. First off, I wasn't going to make this a nerdy thing, but Holly's here, so I have to. <laughs> On Saturday, I have to say, whenever a new episode of Doctor Who comes out, I turn into a six-year-old. Uh-huh. I'm like <laughs> bouncing. Nice. So, and mm-hmm. I will not spoil a damn thing. It, it was, was so really good with the thing and the thing and the thing and the other thing. With the things and, and the stuff. And those people yes. that were in the other thing that are now were on this thing and the uh-huh. stuff that looks like it might be a new thing later. But and, all that and other then stuff. Another and then another Flash Gordon reference thing. And then, and then Tony, and then Tony Stark <laughs> showed up. <laughs> Well, you get my reference? Building, you get my reference? Or at least the yeah, building. Yeah. No, spoilers, spoilers. You have to talk in code. <laughs> sorry, yes. The Tony Stark, yes, sorry. And then they blew up the Death Star. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was after our 2D21 Haywire. Yeah. Um, And you gotta love a random alien robot for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I was six. It was awesome. I it really gives me that Christmas morning feeling. And I, I oh I'm yeah. So happy that I get to watch one on Christmas. Yes. I am Again. so glad our T D is back. I am so looking forward to the upcoming season and series in 2024. So bring it and on. And for listeners who are uninitiated in Doctor Who, we are referring to Russell T. Davies, who was the showrunner when the show came back in 2005. Five, yep. And left four years later and oh. just came back yeah. to run the show again. Yay. Yes. Doctor Who's going to be so, good again. Yeah. I guess technically five years later because of the specials. Five years because of the specials, yeah. Yeah. Yep, everybody's cheering. The I mean, we've got a couple complainers. I mean, some of the cyclical stuff. I mean, Moffat had some good stuff. Chibnall. Mm. I, I, I thought I the flux that, was pretty fun. The flux was good. I will give you that. But I mean, Chibnall 
did Whitaker a disservice with some of the stuff with the writing. Yeah. She did the best that she could and <laughs> there were little yeah. things that there there were moments. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um gotta look on the bright side. I don't want to lose Doctor Who. No, me either. <laughs> me either. <laughs> um but anyway I stopped man, watching such a long time ago. Oh if you it it got better. It got better. Yeah. And David Tennant came back so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Um, what's his name? Matt was and, my favorite. Well, oh, Neil, that's, that's, oh, he, Eleven, he oh, was yeah. good. He was and, good. And, and Neil Patrick my... Harris played a villain in the special. Oh, really man, awesome. he did. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And he, he did a song and dance, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but my main nerdy thing. So in Minecraft, I spent some time, about two weeks, uh, making a giant tree stump. And I've been sharing images of it on our on Minecraft Discords and uh, getting feedback and doing stuff. And I made, originally, so I did some landscaping in the area around my base on the server. And I had this open area and I posted on some forums and Discord saying, what do I build here? And a bunch of people made suggestions and they were all really cool. Um, but fairy circle sounded really cool. But I started oh, nice. building it and was like, I don't know. It's very flat. And for a fairy circle, I need mushrooms. And the terrain in the area, if I build the put the dirt down that you can plant mushrooms on in Minecraft, the colors don't work. And then I was playing around with it and I came up with the idea of, well, if I put them in a tree stump, there's something separating the colors on the outside from the colors on the inside. So you have that transitionary thing, like when you have borders on walls, on houses, when colors mm-hmm. change and stuff like that. And I made this really nice tree stump and I ended up over detailing it and making it like getting really perfectionist about it and came up with this really, really nice Minecraft tree stump. So before I come on the show um, to record today, I went online to take a screenshot so I could share it for my nerdy thing. Did and somebody someone, blow up your tree shot? Your no, tree shot? much better. Someone, and I don't know who, but I suspect it might be one of our patrons, built a giant Christmas tree on top of the tree stump. Oh, uh, awesome. And I am going to So it share. isn't even a tree stump anymore. It's an actual tree. I am going to share my screen. And they built it out of glass. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to share. So if anyone is interested in seeing what Brian is sharing, you have to go to patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio and, and join the club. Come a patron. Oh, wow. that is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's wow. Impressive. Um, Very impressive. That was not there this morning. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is cool. Yeah. Very cool. I'm I'm absolutely blown away. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not entirely sure who did it. Um, it may not have been one of our patrons. There's a couple of suspects. Um, there is a sign in front of the Christmas tree that says the ghost of Christmas tree past. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I because it's made out of glass, it's the spirit of a Christmas tree floating above this tree stump. Uh-huh. And I have to tell you. This is not going down. No. This is a very detailed, nice build. This isn't just some random annoying prank. I'm blown away by how cool it is. So, yeah. That is a keeper, keeper, keeper. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Hey, Brian, you want to know who started playing Minecraft and is obsessed with it? Rusty? Um, Rowan? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. She started playing Minecraft and now when she comes to school, she's like, I don't know what the game. 
which is kind of like working out because she gets frustrated that she can't read what things are. So now she's trying like really hard to read. And then when you get to like name stuff you build or whatever or rename something, she's like, how do you spell this, mom? Oh, that's so, great. Oh, yeah. cool. But yeah, she's loving it too. Hey. Also, that's great. So for voting, um, Holly is playing her first in-person D&D campaign. Mm-hmm. And David um, is running... Carry and Crown and is on the fifth book. Sixth. They're almost Sixth done. Sixth book. Almost done. So it only took three years. Yep. Yeah. We right. play this campaign for three years almost weekly. Wow. That's 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 impressive, David. Mm-hmm. So that nice thing a- about having a group that meets very consistently. And I've got enough players to where if one or two can't make it, we can still usually play. So it's not the end of the world. So this is a five widget game. Holly. Yeah. Who do you give your yes. widgets to? Oh boy. Well, let's see. Two to Dave, two to Erica, and Mm -hmm. one to you. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, Let's see. Uh, As we've established in the past, I am scared of Erica, so I give Erica all five of my widgets. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't hurt me. (laughs) Erica, you're up. What's really funny about that is I'm giving David all five of my widgets. Because Aww. it's incredibly impressive to keep a group together for three years. Mm-hmm. So, not that I don't appreciate playing your, uh, you know, in person D and D, Holly and Brian. Yeah, yeah. It was really what somebody else did to your stuff. So, I mean, like, meh. I built the tree stump. <laughs> that was my original dirty thing, and somebody built a big ass Christmas tree on top of it. Somebody won up to you on your own dirty thing. thing. They won they up to you have, on your own dirty thing. They must have known. Oh, oh, episode two fifty. If he's going to share that as his dirty thing, we got to do something extra special. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not trying to belittle your work. I know how no. tedious building stuff is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I'm gonna um, give. I'm gonna give Holly all my widgets. Thank you. Didn't have to, but thank you. Much appreciated. Oh, you got I I know what it's like to play in person when you haven't and it's Mm -hmm. awesome. I miss in person. It's been a long time. So we've tied as the new rules. We must both we must both enter the pit. One two two (laughs) enter, only one can win. Erica gets a negative widget. You know why? Why? Because Uh I insulted Brian. Because she's short. <laughs> Speaking of short, you wanna you wanna know what kind of character I'm playing in my third playthrough of Boulder's Gate? No. Halfling. Oh nice. I'm a halfling druid, and it is I the was most close. adorable thing to watch them run across the screen. They do not run like the other characters whatsoever. It's really adorable. In in our um in our game. We've been um, going to an archaeology site. We'd interacted with these archaeologists, these researchers, scientists at this archaeology site before, and they're all um, parodies of Jurassic Park characters. And one of them is, I think it's Ion Malkane, and it's a half giant. That's funny. Um, well, he died. Um, we we went to the ruin, and everybody was killed. And you know how in role-playing games you go loot the body. Well, I, I say, I'm going to go search him. And Jim goes, well, he doesn't have anything on him. And I say, I take his leather jacket. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, oh, um, park memes. well, 
um, we have, you know, it's episode 250. So, you know, end of the year. Normally, we do a year in review. Yeah, a lot of things are kind of stacking up for this episode. It's yeah. Weird. But first. But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game. Oh, wait. No, we just did that. <laughs> no, we are. But first, what? We're playing What's Nerdy <laughs> With You. We but we're playing a special What's Nerdy With You, where each person takes a turn setting the theme for What's Nerdy With You. So it could be What's Nerdy With You last year was the nerdiest thing you did at a convention. What's the nerdiest thing you've done with a significant other or friend? What's the nerdiest thing you remember from your childhood? And it goes, and it cycles, and it goes. Well, fine, then you start. <laughs> so, your idea, you start us off. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Brian, do the introduction again. Uh, but first... So, it's episode 250, and we're going to no, talk... No, 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 you got to do the but first. I, I, But in order for me to do but first, I have to do a fake topic intro. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> so it's episode 250. And, you know, we do an, well, we normally do a big old thing like a, like a year in review. It's our last episode of the year and it's a big milestone. But first. But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy with You, where Brian has made it up some crazy ass rules that we're going to follow <laughs> and figure this shit out as we go and then vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system. We're not going to vote. I think the recording got corrupted. That's that's actually the thing I wanted to say. We're not going to do voting for the prior games, so we can get through the cycle a few times. But we will. We will do the. We will do the crazy bullshit that I came up with. You know what's funny is this isn't the first time we've done this. It's just the first time we've done it with you here. Oh, fun! (laughs) Holly, were you here when we did this before? I think I might have been. I I can't remember. I think you might have been. So, um. I am going to say Erica gets to go first because I say so. No, Erica <laughs> is getting over having a migraine. Erica is not going first. Well, I, uh, I, objection. I don't want to make it's Erica your bullshit, it's your bullshit rules. Here. You start. I, I don't want to make Holly go first twice in a row, so I'll go first. Damn right you're going so first. My, my, um, my question is, what's the nerdiest thing you've done on Christmas or holiday season um so um for me i think the nerdiest thing i've ever done for like the holiday season um when i was a kid we went to the macy's santa and i have to say did you ask for a red rider bb gun you'll shoot your eye out kid i honestly don't remember because macy's santa is an experience it's crazy they change they like put a room aside for it. They changed the whole thing into a big freaking maze. It's like waiting online at a theme park. There's all sorts of performers and elves everywhere. It's either that or it's going to the El Capitan to see um Lion the Witch of the Wardrobe. Oh cool. Yeah. They made it snow in the movie theater. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. And they had human statues and in the um in the basement they had the models from Nightmare Before Christmas. Wow. You actually saw Nightmare Before Christmas there, didn't you? Erica? I did, with your mom. Yeah, with mom. Yeah. We saw, we went through, they had an exhibit. And that was funny. I can't remember why she decided that she liked the Nightmare Before Christmas, but I loved it. And I, at one point, she thought it was weird. And then the next point, she was like, this is great. And then she's like, I want to go with you. When my mom got older, she stopped thinking things were 
if things were silly and started enjoying them. I don't know. I it, there was this time where any kind of like animated thing was just dumb, and then like at a certain age, she just decided she loved all of it. Um, but she loves Nightmare Before Christmas to the point where you can give her gifts from Nightmare Before Christmas for like anything, and she loves them. She has teapots. She has all sorts of stuff. Oh, she's one of those. Okay. She collects teapots. Yeah, wow. and she I'm the one that told Brian Christmas that she, she collected collects teapots. teapots. Yeah, she collected teapots. That's probably the dumbest thing I've ever done in the holiday season, where we were talking about what we were going to get mom for Christmas, <laughs> and yep. Erica goes, "Why don't you get a teapot?" And I was like, "Why?" As because she collects them. She does. You went, oh. Well, no. Erica walked me into the room with an entire wall covered in teapots, and I lived at that house. <laughs> And then we got a really cool teapot that looks like a stuffed armchair. Oh, neat. Nice. She has a pretty epic teapot collection. It's basically an entire room with just the walls and shelves and teapots everywhere. That's awesome. I hope, God forbid, but when the day does come that I at least get a teapot from mom. Huh? Did oh, oh, like when mom mo- passes the, 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 the thing that she wants she's to be the queen, at least the tea- Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's going to be playing yeah. Avalon like Hill board games with the cockroaches in the wasteland. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, I mean, she's aging backwards, I swear. Anyway. Well, yeah, uh, I don't think it's coming anytime soon. I'm just saying, like, I would love, I would treasure one of mom's teapots forever. Mm-hmm. That's I, all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring you down, Bri. <laughs> you know, you didn't. I just realized that I don't want anything. <laughs> I had never thought about that before. I'm like, is there anything emotionally significant? I'm like, but you know, I lived through the house burning down thing where stuff became less important. And I don't think I, that's probably why I didn't she, know she collected teapots because the collection had to have been relatively new because it wasn't too long after the fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so what, um, what about you, what, Holly? What fire? When I was the fire in that burned down the house, 1998, my house burned down. Oh, oh. I didn't wow. know that. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Oh, I was shit. the only one home. Ooh. Okay. So why'd you why'd you burn your house down, Brad? I I gave the matches to the mouse. Ah, that'll do it every time. Yeah. Nah, mouse should do some old cable. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. There, there was a crazy there was a crazy thing that happened when the house burned down. So when the house burned down, um, a reporter was asking questions to one of my neighbors and they were asking leading questions trying to get them to give information and a fire and so the the um the girl they interviewed talked about the ceiling fan in one of the bedrooms how we weren't supposed to use it because it had a short to the reporter the reporter posted in the article that that's what caused the fire our insurance company denied our claim because of that article, and we had oh. to get the fire inspectors to send wow. a report and said that it had nothing to do with the fire. And wow. it was that like, works. since when do you base your claim on a news report? Yeah. There was an inspection. <laughs> yeah, but that happened. Also, um, one of the things that's really funny is we had a house guest at the time that was pregnant, and when the house burned down, she obviously couldn't. You know, she lost where she was staying and um, she was a a long term house guest. They were like in between trying to go somewhere else and um, they lost her house. Well, the headline in the newspaper was um, pregnant mother loses home. 
Well, the photo they used was a photo of my 16-year-old neighbor crying in front of the house. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. What paper was this? Um, it it starts with a P and an E. Oh, okay. I think I know yeah. what Um, and um she was in high school at the time, and yeah, that happened. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what newspaper that is. P E? Yeah. I'll I'll put it in chat or something. I don't want to okay. say it out loud. Oh, I yeah. About that one. yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. They're litigious, so yeah. I'm just not gonna say stuff. Uh-huh. No, fair enough. Right, well, yeah. yeah. Um so um Holly, holiday, yes. nerdy thing. Uh nerdy thing. Um besides driving around Christmas Eve looking at all the Christmas lights and then going home and watching night white Christmas, the nerdy thing is um Every year for a while when I was younger, I would get these ceramic little angels that had holly berry leaves and Aww. holly berries on them. And they were called holly babes. And that was always a nickname my grandma called me. Aww. So I still have that collection. They oh, were wow. made by the Moorhead Company. You can still every now and again kind of find them. But yeah, I still have the collection and take them out every every year because nice. they had Christmas ones and then they had non Christmas ones, but it was still it still fit the Holly Babes theme, <laughs> or the ho- they, well, yeah they were called Holly Babes. So yeah. yep, that was my awesome. nerdy stuff. Yes, awesome. Uh, nerdiest thing I've done at Christmas. I started the tradition when I lived in Long Beach of everybody watching Die Hard Christmas Eve. Oh, nice. Aw, that's a good one. It's not Christmas till Hans Gruber falls off Nakatomi Tower. Exactly. So that, um, yeah, that's my nerdiest tradition. We always listen to the soundtrack. Um, for the Nightmare Before Christmas while we're decorating the Christmas tree. Oh, nice. Um, but I think the nerdiest thing I ever did for the holidays was I got I was getting over a really bad migraine and I was had been in the ER and they gave me a bunch of pain medication and sent me home. Ooh. And my roommate at the time was making apple pies and I had never made an apple pie and I was really high on pain medication. And I made 16 apple pies. Wow. <laughs> in our tiny little apartment. And so now I can make really good apple pie. And I yep. made all sorts of variations of it too. Like I made a sugar free one for mom because she wasn't eating sugar at that time and all sorts of stuff. So I had pies to give everybody. And I just kept going back to the store and buying more stuff to make more pies. So that's such a cool story. I think I've heard that, that before, but that's you were really there. Cool I don't remember. I brought the pies to your house because I brought two pies, one that had like half sugar and one that had no sugar for mom. Yeah, but you always did sweet things, so I don't remember everything. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, now I know how to make really good apple pie. So that was my my two nerdy things, I suppose. Well, David? Now, what? David shared. I did. No, I know David shared. I was going to ask him a question. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, what's up? Is that okay, Brian? Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> but first, no. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know that was going to happen? <laughs> David. Yeah. What is the nerdiest thing that you plan to do next year? Next uh, year. Well, uh, my friend uh, Grant and I are planning on starting running Pathfinder first edition tables at Strategicon again for PFS play because no one's doing it right now and no one really likes second ed. So, filling a gap. Yep. 
Nice. Well, I mean, because they, they offer a whole bunch of second-end tables at the game conventions, but the attendance has been declining steadily the past few cons. So Grant and I are going to start doing first edition stuff because we've had a lot of people ask us if they were going to do first edition stuff. And the leadership always says no because it's not technically supported. And I said, well, fine, I'll fucking do it myself. There you go. Legacy organized play. I love it. Mm-hmm. Legacy organized play is like an old tradition. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, so. That's a good question. Let's go around the table. Okay, sure. Holly, what's the uh, nerdiest thing you're planning on doing next year? Uh, nerdiest thing planning for next year? Um, continuing with the podcast and hitting episode 450. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And wow. that's even freaks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm that's even surprised. Cool. Very surprised. <laughs> but it's it's been a fun ride. <laughs> you guys will get there. <laughs> All right, we'll get there. One year. Uh, all right brian how about you i was thinking about it i god um i i was i was thinking about going to the portland juggling festival but i mean that's not surprising to anybody um oh you know what i am going to be doing next year is um um heather bought me juggling clubs for christmas and i'm going to learn how to juggle clubs and that's something i've wanted to do since i was 12 so i finally got some nice um the ultimate goal is to do knife juggling. I've always wanted to do that. So cool. Um, I will be nowhere in your vicinity when that <laughs> juggling well, knives are blunt. Sharp, yeah, you don't use sharp sharp edges. They just yeah, look like juggling knives. knives are blunt. No, 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 no. I'm never no, gonna be anywhere near Brian while he's juggling things. Do you have any idea Wait. how many times he has inadvertently caused me injuries? Oh, you want to hear a great story, David? <laughs> Sure. So, oh, we were playing, we were playing D and D a long time ago, and Erica goes, Brian, toss me that player's handbook. I'll hand you that player's handbook, Erica. I don't want something to happen. Something always happens. I'm not going to throw it. Don't be stupid. You can chuck it onto the couch right here. Just lob it. You don't have to hurl it. Just lob it over. So I very gent. I took a step forward very gently lobbed the book onto the couch. The couch, the the book hit the couch, somehow flipped sideways, spun up, and hit her right in the throat. Wow. <laughs> and I'm still not sure how I ended up bleeding from getting hit with a pillow. I didn't Bri- do so. that. I, that Brian that wasn't crazy. me. Yeah. yeah that wasn't pil- you. That was Jonathan, and I don't know how that happened. Yeah, yeah the pillow was insane. The um. Yeah. Now I remember when we were um we were putting something in a cabinet and you stood up under the cabinet and got that horrible hole in your head from the corner of the door. I'm sure everyone here at some point has stood up under a cabinet and hit their head on the corner of the cabinet and it hurts like hell. Mm-hmm. It looked like somebody hit her in the head with like a statue corner. She had a little hole in the top of her head and she was bleeding like crazy. It like Yeah, skull damage uh, hurts. Oh my god. Yeah. I think the thing is is you're just really prone to injury. <laughs> no. Or the rod you help you be prone to injury. <laughs> I, I did find out that a lot of my supposed clumsiness had to do with the fact that I didn't have depth perception, and now I have glasses, and that's a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, when you fall down a flight of stairs three times in a year, you start to wonder. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. What about, um, what about you, Erica? Um, 
I'm planning on taking the girls to Yellowstone. Oh, nice. Gorgeous. Yeah, that's my nerdy thing. I want to get out there and be prepared for lots of complaints about how bad it smells. You want some you want some um, advice for Yellowstone? Sure. Stick to the southern end of the park. The coolest stuff is in the southern end of the park. Okay. The northern end of the park has lots of wilderness, but all the like points of interest and really cool things to see are in the southern end of the park. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey. Oh, look, I'm getting some look random. What we got uh, here. We got some dimensional interference coming in. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're getting a Thanks. blip on the radio on the radar here. Hold on. I Yay! think what we have is what do you call this? I. I think we call this manifesting because earlier in the episode, like before we started recording, I was saying, you know, I got to send out guest invites. We really got to get Brett back here one of these days. Holly, can you can you confirm that I said this? Yes, I did indeed. You did indeed. Speaking of, hi, Brett. He just randomly shows up. Hello. Welcome to the 250 extravaganza. Hello. Yes, I I heard uh, this was 18 plus. So I was like, I am very curious. All right, we're up to the point where where the shirts are coming off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have I to mean, be careful saying that because David will do it. <laughs> I mean, if my, if my fever, if I start sweating again for my fever, I just might. So <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. I had no yeah. idea. It's a lovely yeah. surprise. So for like, listeners, you're looking all have... handsome. I love you. Yeah. You look handsome. For listeners who have no clue who we're talking about, why don't you introduce yourself, Brent? Uh, hi. Uh, so I am uh, Brent Bowser, uh, stand-up comedian, improviser, Paizo author. Yeah. so fancy. Gotta love 250 Milestone. The, the best way to get surprise guests is to just put a last-minute invite in the Discord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> worked out, so, it's worked out well so far. So this episode, what we're doing is we're just doing What's Nerdy With You over and over again and adding different themes to it. And the theme you just walked into, because technically it's your turn, is what's the nerdiest thing you plan on doing next year? Ooh. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I come up with good questions. <laughs> okay. Here is the nerdiest thing that I plan on doing. I will see if I can make it manifest. Are you familiar with the game Fiasco? Yes, I believe. I don't know uh, much yeah. about it, but I've heard of it. Okay. Yes, great game. Yeah. So uh, I have a group at a uh, improv theater here in Dayton, Ohio, and we have built a show around the game Fiasco. That's awesome. Nice. And I'm going to see if I can get it into Origins and Gen Con next year what's, as a special event. What is Fiasco in a nutshell? Um, Fiasco is a storytelling game, a GMless system of um, high risk and poor impulse control. It already sounds wonderful. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, uh, that, it, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's very character driven. Um, the mechanics of the game help you establish uh, relationships between characters. Um, we rotate through scenes as the same character and just interacting with each other differently. Uh, a tilt is introduced halfway through to create more drama elements for our stories. Um, it's not all silly and, and fun. Uh, <laughs> there was... Uh, our last show that we did, uh, we used the Dragon Slayers theme deck written by Logan Bonner of nice. Paizo fame. 
and uh, I was the queen's champion betrothed to her through a blood ritual who started to question his violent tendencies. Uh, we had some fun jokes in there, such as, uh, you know, the whole time I was choking the dragon, I was thinking of you. Huh. <laughs> wow. And it culminated into uh, us realizing uh, that uh, as I as I killed her to free the kingdom from the horrors of slavery and capitalism, um, that... Sometimes, in order to save lives, you have to take one. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, hey. that's... that was a that was a nice dark twist at the end. I do oh, yeah. enjoy yep. dark twists. That's our show. That sounds like it's <laughs> going to be a cool con event. That does yeah. sound like fun. I I was thinking about con events I've experienced in the past. I love it when cons do like bardic open mic nights. Mm-hmm. Um, I participated in one at PaisaCon a couple years ago. Um, where they did um, they did open mic night and people had songs and people had stories. So I went up and told the big round orange head joke, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was so great. I have told it, and I will not tell it on the podcast. I will tell it in a bonus episode. It's not because it's it's filthy or anything. It's because mm-hmm. it's very very long, gotcha. and yeah. But but I, I may tell it on a bonus episode sometime with time, but it's one of those jokes that's funny because it's long. Um, it's Fair a enough. joke I picked up from The Amazing Jonathan. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and I really, ones. really like it. Yeah, it was a joke that was mentioned in the Aristocrats documentary. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's that kind of joke, except it's a clean version of that kind of joke. Oh, so it's a Phyllis Diller aristocrats joke yeah it but it's it's a very funny joke it's an anti-joke because it's just yep. you know yeah dumb punchline um yeah. there's a there's a couple of those that i really really like um but i've told the aristocrats joke before it's fun mm-hmm. yeah 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 the other uh nerdy things i plan on doing i can't tell you about because i'm under an nda about it yay those are the Ooh. best nerdy things yeah those are the ones you get paid for yeah yes yeah, those are um, there's some very exciting things going on, and I'm very happy uh, with what will happen, and that'll go into 24 and 25. But, You're doing um, something exciting and ner- nerdy involving some industry doing some product. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like possibly um, different rule sets coming out for some of yeah. our games. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I am. Um, you know, you know what the nerdiest thing I'm probably doing next year that I, 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 I should say this because it's like if I say it, it'll manifest. And Holly probably is doing Holly and David and Erica. I don't know about you, Brent. Are you a Dresden Files fan? No. Because the next book is coming out next year, I think. I think you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So everyone but Brent. <laughs> Uh, I think he he, like he marches to his own his own uh, drum, and that's why we love him. <laughs> yeah, he's like the undead in the Dresden Files. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I bet that's a hilarious reference. Polka, Polka will never die. Yeah, exactly. Polka, Polka, will, never Polka die. will definitely never die. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so for the next nerdy thing, um, what's the nerdiest thing about the Dresden Files you could share that will just make Brent bored as hell? Um, <laughs> no, um, I believe it is someone else's turn to come up with a what's nerdy with you type of question. I think I have one. All Go right. Forward, Ollie. 
Okay. What is the most nerdiest fandom that you have rediscovered that you were a fan of for years and you've kind of forgotten and you come back to it? Oh, there's lots of those because I do that all the time. Um, Chuck, I didn't know that there was still a following. And yeah, I didn't know there was still a following, too. That was a great fucking show. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because of streaming. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chuck is a great show. Brian, what was that show? Are you you know how bad I am with names. The show I used to watch on HBO with the Dark Circus. Carnival. 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 I would yeah. love for that to come back. That was a hell of a show. I was so yeah. sad. Yeah. Uh, I recently uh, rediscovered the Overpower collectible card game. Oh, nice. I don't know that. So it started as a Marvel um, card game. You'd pick like four heroes and or well, four characters, and then um, you fight against each other, knock each other out, etc. Um, it expanded into DC and Image, and the fandom is like still going to the point where um, I don't know exactly who, but someone has gotten permission from the company to um, like license the right to it and they're creating new cards and and new sets oh wow this 30 year old game that's you know dead and but these people still play it and still love it and they're making their own expansions for it that's cool yeah and the company's on board with it which is like the cooler part so yeah they're not gonna get shut down for doing it yeah even better yeah god i didn't know that existed that's so cool oh i love the fact that it's cross property yeah, I think I think the part that I love the most is that the company is cool with it. Like they know that they own this thing and they could try and, you know, milk money out of it. But they know that they probably wouldn't get, you know, whatever money they got out of it would probably just kill the project. And so they're just letting nerds be nerds and love what they love. And I think that's that's nice to see for a change. Agreed. I'm shocked that I've never heard of this before. I can't think of anything that I rediscovered. I think once I love something, I latch onto it. <laughs> and then I'm like, and when I'm done, I walk away. Yeah, I think the biggest one for me was magic. I was big into Magic the Gathering back in the you know early 2000s. And then I went away from it for a while. And my buddies have kind of started me getting back, getting me back into it with the video game, with the, uh, the, the arena game online version you don't have to actually buy cards anymore you can still play it's kind of cool yeah but collecting cards was like the funnest part of the magic yeah but the reason i got out of magic was when they switched their release schedule to instead of one big set every two or three years they came out with a big set every year and it became quantity over quality that's when i stopped playing Mm. i know i played in high school and and then i started playing again Man, I think when Rowan was born, so like 2017, and then, you know, COVID happened, and now they just sit there, and maybe one day I'll pick them back up. I don't know. I think my problem with Magic Arena is, so like, having the actual cards is nice because then my bunny gets to chew on them. Yeah, fair. And if... And if it's just online, I get real mad when the bunny chews my computer cord. That would so be bad, yeah. 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 <laughs> Different experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a $15 card. <laughs> Have fun! <laughs> Here's a treat. <laughs> I only 
I need four of them for my deck to work right, but you can have one. It's fine. It's fine. I always buy five. You're so adorable. Here, just chew on it. One sacrificial <laughs> card for the bunny. If you're going to buy a playset, you got to buy five. Mm-hmm. Who cares if it's the ultra super rare? You're cute. I love it. <laughs> I've never paid more than $15 for a card. That's my limit. And that's yeah. really... I, mean, I know guys that spend thousands are... on decks. No. Oh, yeah. I do. Matt, he didn't join us today, but Matt spent a stupid amount of money on magic cards. Oh, yeah. But he also got his deck so good that he was playing in tournaments and winning money. Yeah, so, exactly. Wow. It's, yeah. yeah, if you're able to get into that kind of thing, it's awesome, but the field for it is huge, and it's very pay-to-win, and... I don't have that kind of resources to be able to dump into that to be able to stay on top. So, one of the I, things I, have, I love about sorry, Ryan, I started. I was gonna say that I think the the big fandom for me that I go in and out of, like I rediscover it every few years, is Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Because I was just gonna say that, yes, yeah, because it'll be like I'll watch Next Gen. And I hadn't, and not watch it for a real long time, but I'm probably watching Deep Space Nine in two years. And then mm. I, I like go through the rotation of the different series. And then it's like, I haven't watched Star Trek Enterprise in since it came out. So I need to watch those again. And then I oh, rediscover yeah. those. And I still think that Star Trek Enterprise missed its best ending possible because yeah. really the end of Star Trek Enterprise should have been that all of a sudden Al shows up and goes, I think you saved, you You managed to stop the Federation from um, not being founded. You can go home now. <laughs> Ziggy's got and, it fixed. <laughs> and in that moment, they reveal that Archer never looked in a mirror. And he looks in a mirror and it totally looks like someone else. And it's, and it's like the Archer from the cartoon. And, and the, and the- boy <laughs> and then he leaps away and the whole thing was just a big ass episode of quantum Leap. i do have a thing that um i'd like to share about star trek enterprise is um they were considering doing a doctor who crossover I believe wow. it. Yeah. yeah yeah and um with the revival of doctor who and um Unfortunately, Star Trek Enterprise didn't do well. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the best ending I think has already been done, and that was the Newhart show when Bob Newhart wakes up in bed in his old show with his wife. Yep, goes, I just yes, had the strangest dream. Dreams. Yes. Uh-huh. I was an innkeeper in Vermont. Yes. <laughs> yep. It was amazing. I love Newhart. Yeah. And yeah, if you haven't checked out lower decks for Star Trek, oh my gosh. Oh, it's so good. Good. It's good. Erica told me to watch it and I love it. Oh, it's awesome. And the crossover that they did for in season two of Strange New Worlds was just chef's kiss. Did you know that one of Erica's first nerdy things as a guest was talking about Star Trek Discovery? No. Who was it? Yeah. One of your first. As a I host, don't know, not man. As a, guest, as a host, you you introduced it to me because I didn't you I didn't have um well, it was CBS Plus at the time and I didn't have it in an episode of the show. You were like, "Don't worry about it. I'll hook you up." Got you covered. I don't know. I go. Here's the thing. We play we play this game all the time, and every week I go, I don't know what I did that was nerdy, and I have to sit here 
for like 15, 20 minutes trying to figure out something I did that was nerdy because it never, it still to this day never occurs to me that the things that I do were nerdy. Yeah, David and I do the exact same thing. Neither of us, you know, we'll, we'll later on, like during the bonus episode, we'll look at each other and be like, oh yeah, I did do that other thing that's massively nerdy, but it's perfectly normal to me, so I didn't think about it. <laughs> I never think about it, so... Brent just shares the thing he did five minutes before he was on the show and he wins. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's because he has a far more interesting life than we do. Or at least than I do. And yeah. uh, and the, a bunny with the secret of immortality just feed it magic. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if, you, if you give it power nine, they'll, uh, it'll, it'll live forever. Oh, they're the Magic 30 reprints, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of Magic Thirty, how about how about this? What's your nerdiest regret this year? Ooh, nerdiest regret. Um, going to um Rose City Comic Con for more than one day. Okay, because I do have that to say it's in Portland, Oregon. Okay, and last year we went for two days. And this year we went and we were like, we'll do two days again. But it really, I mean, when you cover the whole entire con, it's basically the same thing both times. And there were no... All right, hold on a second. Does anybody else hear that? Yeah, it's like a crazy feedback sound. Hmm, hold on. Yeah, I don't know where it was coming from, but... Oh, well, I noticed it only happened when Holly, like, her screen would pop up green when the noise was happening. Okay, I've got funky... I've got a funky connection with my headphones, and that might be it, so I... Uh, oh, okay. Oh, good. I'm I glad switched, we got that so. resolved. Sorry about that. No worries. Well, Holly's uh, nerdy regret is not buying a better headset. <laughs> it, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, the it it was basically the same thing over and over again. I mean, we still had a good time the second day, but it was like, why did we go twice? It's mm-hmm. just we were so exhausted, and it was like we probably would have enjoyed ourselves more if we just did one day. Um, but that's you know life over forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it was a gaming con, it would have been different. Like Comic Con for me is a really cool thing to go to one day. Now. If there was a specific talk or a speaker on both days that I wanted to see both of them, yeah, that would have been a thing. But there weren't any. I did meet what? Oh God, I can't think of her name. She played Gianna on Farscape. I met her. I, she's very oh, okay. Nice. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the blue girl that wasn't bald, the one that had hair. Mm-hmm. She's very nice. Not Brent, right? What? Inside visual yeah. jokes that are going to confuse everybody, including us. Yeah, Brent got me. It's fine. Yeah. We apologize, listeners and viewers, that no one is going to understand what just happened because Erica and Brent just had a telepathic communication. Right. Like, that's that's why Erica and I can't have a podcast of just ourselves, because it would just be us exchanging looks at each other. (laughs) (laughs) And no one else would be like, what are they? What is this? And we would have the whole conversation just in. Yeah, that doesn't make great radio. (laughs) No, no. And it's funny because it's been that way since we've n- known each other, hasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Like, I think you're one of the few people, like, there was just, like, an instant, like, wavelength. And that was all that had to happen. And we're just yep. there. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I, I just want to address our patron tribal lion. If if that confused you like the other episode where Dave and I communicated telepathically, this oh, is yeah. my payback to you. I explained it today. Uh, <laughs> let's see. My biggest it nerdy, is nerdy regret. regret. That's a hard uh, one. Um, I, you know, the, here's a good one, Brett. When I was playing in, in our current Pathfinder game, I... Um, for the majority of our time playing, I was playing a toxic, uh, toxicologist alchemist, and I rebuilt it halfway through. And I, I regret playing the toxicologist. I really did not like it. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been good if most of our encounters weren't undead. <laughs> oh, yep. But it was very frustrating to play a toxicologist. Uh oh, Brent's on the move. Patrons getting bonus video. Uh, I think I have disturbed uh, my cat, so I'm trying to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I think my Wait. nerdiest regret so far has been, oh, uh, man. So I I lucked out uh, and I have an autograph uh, first edition bone number one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was autographed when uh, my. Uh, my my dealer got it for me and so i was just like oh that's what i'm paying is about right for and then came back autograph i'm like wait what <laughs> oh this okay oh i gotta i gotta deal then uh month later sorry what was the title uh bone number one. Oh, i don't know bone oh it's uh it's great i buy it for like all of my uh friends who have like early teens that mm -hmm. are reading yeah yeah very popular with the middle school level yeah yep uh so I did that. That was exciting. That was one of my my bucket list items. A month later, my same dealer has an X Uncanny X Men number one, and he was like, "I've got it for four thousand dollars." I was like, "How much do I want to put on that credit card?" Mm -hmm. I was like, and I passed on it. And then I was like, "Hey, do you still have that?" And he goes, "No, I sold it for twenty five hundred. Wow, mm -hmm. I would have bought it for twenty five hundred. You didn't mm -hmm. tell me. Mm -hmm. That's a rough." break man mm -hmm. yeah like i don't yeah so i don't know i probably should have just caved in and did it but mm. i don't know i have a i have a house now mm. <laughs> i don't know my biggest no uh, shit my biggest yeah geeky maybe that's regret. my biggest nerdy regret i have a house now <laughs> mine is spending the sheer amount of money on miniatures for games i'm never going to play like i've got a whole mess of the Starship Troopers miniatures game. I've never once seen anybody ever play it. Oh, uh, I've got, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, I've oh. got 3,000 points of uh, of uh, Urukai Army for the Lord of the Rings miniatures game. I haven't touched them in five years. I've got, yeah, I've got so much crap I've spent a lot of money on over the years that I never even need. It's literally just gathering dust. I don't even have, I don't have that kind of money to be spending on stuff. So my regrets seem very small compared to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the money at the time guys. either. I buy all, I bought all of it on the secondary market. Yeah, eBay is your friend, but yeah, yeah. Still, it's a lot of money on things that uh, that I that don't get used for that have no actual purpose whatsoever. <laughs> well, Erica, this is what it looks like when children. no one loves you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You're love. Shut your face. David, are you right? No, this is no. What you're saying is this is what it yeah, looks fine. like okay. to have disposable income and no children. That's what you're saying. <laughs> but on the plus side, I guess when I get old, my children will pro hopefully take care of me. So it's like a retirement plan. I don't know. Putting money money away for a retirement plan. 
Um, no, uh, yeah. So my, my regrets are kind of really small. I bought a habit tracker app and it was like 20 bucks and I thought it did stuff it didn't do. And now I'm disappointed. Like one of the key things I would say that a habit tracker app app should have is it should notify you like at a set time during the day that, Hey, did you do this habit that you wanted to like have? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. a fucking yeah. list I can check off my goddamn self. So yeah. I love so, those apps that hardly do anything. Now, is a habit tracker what you use to find like nuns in your area? Uh, that seems. You would, you would think so. Um, okay. it, it, you would think habit tracker would be like a nun dating app. Right. Like hot nuns in your area want to smack your fingers with a ruler. Exactly right. Okay, the habit's yeah, actually yeah. a restaurant out here. So <laughs> there's several of them. They're a chain. They do fancy burgers and stuff. It's called the Habit. Well, see, I bought it because I wanted to. Like, I don't take very good care of myself. I always put everybody else first, so I don't have very good habits for like self care. And that was one of the things I talked to my therapist about, and she was like, "Well, maybe you should try doing little things throughout the day." And I was like, yeah, but then I get distracted by with what everybody else needs. So I thought this app would be helpful. It was not. It was. It doesn't. It doesn't remind me to do shit. I mean, you would oh. think, but whatever. Okay. So that's annoying. Um. But I think my other regret is that I played my first playthrough of Baldur's Gate being good. Okay. And my second playthrough being not good was way more fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, Come to the dark side. We have fun. cookies. Yeah, I still love my T-shirt. Welcome to the dark side. Surprised we lied about the cookies. <laughs> I thought of one of a question that's similar because I think this is easier to come up with than a nerdy regret, but an embarrassing nerdy moment. What's your most embarrassing nerdy moment? Oh, mine's easy. And I can set the tone for this one. I'd like to go first if you don't mind. Sure. <laughs> um, I met Bill Pullman at a ballet concert that he was financing. And I literally said, hi, it's nice to meet you. You're Bill Pullman. Uh, <laughs> because I, I was so starstruck. <laughs> because I, I was like, oh, I get to meet him? That's cool. I'm cool with that. And then I saw him, and he looked exactly like he did in movies. I basically was looking at the president from Independence Day, and uh-huh. my brain shut down. And all <laughs> I could say was, hi, you're Bill Pullman. <laughs> I have so, yes, never had that problem. I've I've never had that happen to me. I don't know why. When I've met celebrities and didn't know they were celebrities until I found out, I didn't have it. But the few times that I've just been, oh, have you met this super famous celebrity? And you have this random chance with no preparation to meet this celebrity? I freeze. Especially yeah. if someone of a big fan of, like Bill Pullman, that I've seen a million movies. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, I met uh, I met uh, uh, Dean Gerald Winters at a uh, at a Clippers game once. Dean Winters, he's an actor. I don't oh. know that. I don't know Dean Winters. He he played Mayhem in the uh, Allstate Insurance ads. Oh, oh Dean oh, Winters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, what I was your most quite... embarrassing nerdy moment, David? You were going to answer before me. 
Oh, um, I had a headphone in at work and was listening to something and started singing along, not realizing I was actually <laughs> singing out loud uh, it, at work in my clean mm-hmm. room with 20 other people. That <laughs> yeah, that was embarrassing. <sighs> Sorry, what was the question again? Embarrassing. embarrassing nerdy moment. Oh, mine actually happened the other night. So the company that I work for, um, we have a group called Women Connected. So it's women throughout the business that, you know, we do like seminars and things and how to like build your career. And you do like, you know, you help other women up, right? It's basically what it's there for. Uh-huh. And so I went to our end of the year dinner and I was sitting there talking to some of the women that I didn't really know very well. And one of them mentioned that she was in an argument with her sister about Lord of the Rings. And I was like, uh-huh. And I was listening. And she, and she it was, it, I think it was supposed to be a joke because she's like, it's a Christmas movie because there's elves. And like, she went on this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to be like, polite and, and uh-huh. because she's a nice girl don't get me uh-huh. wrong but i was like okay she likes lord of the rings i have a connection here we can talk about lord of the rings and we started talking about it and i'm not sure where i lost her but at some point i lost her <laughs> and um. i made some reference um oh I, I i was i was talking about uh one of the stories in the Cimmerillion, assuming because she said, I'm a big Tolkien fan Uh (laughs) that she had read it because I've read it like seven times at this point because I am a huge Tolkien fan. I lost her somewhere and I got like a blank stare and I had to quickly like switch gears because I realized I went way too far down the nerdy hole in the conversation and I backtracked with, oh, and I have a really cool mat like on my at my front door that just says speak friend and enter. And then yeah. she like started laughing and we were back on track. Okay. But there was a moment there where she was just like it was like glazed. And I think I had been talking for at least a minute or two uninterrupted about something mm-hmm. before I realized she wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for me it was Brian, you're <laughs> muted. I was just saying, ladies and gentlemen, Erica, the person who was invited to be a host on the podcast was like, why me? I'm not nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me, my quasi most embarrassing moment uh, was when I was in high school. I made the mistake of taking one of my books with me that I was going to read during lunch. Instead of taking with, with me through the lunch line, I'm just like, oh, I can just sit here with the rest of my book. Get to the lunch line. I sit down. My book is gone. It's halfway down the table. It is my one of my Highlander, the series novelization, tie-in novels. I'm just like, and there's a guy sitting all the way down there reading. I'm just like, um, excuse me. That's my, I like the show. I'm like, great. Nice to meet you. Give me my book. <laughs> I want to read. Not the best way to meet a fellow Highlander, the series fan. But it was just like the nerve. Well, you missed a uh, you missed you missed a great opportunity. You could have reached and taken it, but there's been there can be only one. <laughs> uh, pretty much close to that, yeah. That's <sighs> I don't know if it was high school and he was cute. You had like an yeah, entry he, right there, man. Yeah, he wasn't that good looking. 
<laughs> not that looks are everything, but I, I, I knew I knew his personality. It's like maybe one of <laughs> we wanted to hit it Fair off. <laughs> but what about this year, Holly? Because I, I think the question was, what was your nerdiest regret this year? Uh, no, well, it's, it's just embarrassing ever. There's oh, no oh, was yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I misunderstood the question. That's okay. It doesn't have to be the most embarrassing. I was just thinking nerdy embarrassing moment. Um, we had to do this was years ago when we were all in the office. We like our team every week somebody had to put up a motivational quote, like it like round table and it got to me and I put up um the mantra from Dune and nobody got it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Were you surprised? Well, if they didn't get the reference, I mean, because this was before the movie, but mm-hmm. if they didn't, if they didn't get the reference, it's still a pretty fucking inspirational quote. Yeah. In my opinion. Is. No, I think it is. I've seen people do stuff like that with talks. I just was wondering if you were surprised that nobody got the reference. <laughs> I'm not really surprised they didn't get the reference, but I would assume they would at least garner some sort of insight. But apparently my quote was too deep. They wanted to stick to like sports analogies or something. So, of course, you'd be surprised how like sometimes like you you throw something out there and who you catch with it. Uh, Mm -hmm. There was uh, when I worked uh, back with uh, with uh, Tribal Lion. Uh, I forget what the context was, but someone had said hospitality and i yelled out horse brutality and one guy who had like a bunch of like pagan stuff in his cube and everything like (laughs) (laughs) recognizing the rocky horror callback line Mm -hmm. yeah we became friends that's good (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. i had something similar like that happen to me i was walking through the office uh with stephanie and i was talking to her about the Dresden Files books because she asked me what I was reading and I think I was rereading them at the time and I ha- I was trying to explain the story and I was just walking by somebody's cube and I was telling the story very abstractly and all of a sudden his head pops up and he goes are you a Dresden Files fan <laughs> and I went yeah yeah I love Jim Butcher and he goes oh my god and we have been friends ever since Nice. in I fact was... when when Jim Butcher's new book just came out, he finished reading it and he gave it to me. Oh, so nice. now I'm reading it. Yeah. So kind of along those lines, I was at school in the lunch at where I was working when I was before I switched positions to being a teacher. But one of the other instructional aides, we were in the break room before classes wouldn't start and the table shakes mysteriously. And she's like, grab the salt. And I am like, uh huh. <laughs> And I'm just like, fellow supernatural fan, here we go. <laughs> it's like, That's do I need great. to quick get the matches? <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, I okay. I guess this could count as an embarrassing moment. I don't know. I, do I appreciate was so, that it I was, took you that long to come up with one. Yeah. Well, like that's so like I don't I guess my weird moments are like when I interact with normies. So I'm trying to think of like what actually constant, right? Because they'll just be like, what the fuck is this stuff? I'm like, I don't care, you know, but when with like my nerd friends, everything's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an actual like awkward interaction. Um, so years ago at um, like, I kind of get one of those like consignment malls or whatever. There was this huge picture and like this big elaborate frame of this woman 
with like tentacle hair holding a squid and it was so weird and off-putting but so like beautiful renaissance style done but you know in a huge picture framed and everything so it was like 350 dollars i'm like i don't have 350 dollars and then when i finally like got 350 dollars i was like all right i'm gonna go back and it was gone i was like if i ever there's no way this is so weird and ugly there's no way i will ever see this again last year at gen con and i'm gonna walk you into the bathroom so you can see this last year at gen con <laughs> you found ah, it i found her oh wow and I geeked, out. I geeked out so hard in front of her. Like, okay, so you know the the meme of, like, the person holding up the sign that says, like, your music changed my life, and it'll be, like, the showbiz pizza band or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was me. I was like, oh, my God, I've been looking for this forever. I have had my heart set on this. You don't know how happy I am to see this right now. And she was like, okay, $20. <laughs> <laughs> that's a steal yeah yeah it was just it was she was just like okay this is one of my weirder pieces but i'm i'll take your money if it makes you that happy <laughs> she missed a perfect opportunity to be like 40 dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like a reverse ursula right yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love it it is it is strange interacting with people that aren't very nerdy because sometimes I'll say stuff and like I think it's hilarious. Nobody else gets it. And it's just me in my own little ha 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 walking away and looking like the crazy person. I I've learned how to mask. Mm-hmm. I just don't show off my nerdiness most of the time. It's exhausting, but you know, and it's like you run into that one person you know you can just be you can geek out with and it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um but we're about out of time if we're going to have any time for a bonus episode. So thanks to everyone who is here or popped in. Holy crap, Brent. That was very cool. Yeah, um, 250. It's quite the accomplishment. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, um, I'm going to make it quick. But yeah, 250. Woo! Yeah. I've been Brian. I was joined by Chrissy Smurferka. Bye. David the... He does not look amused. I'm too sick to care. Bye, everybody. The third. <laughs> I'll be back. And Good night, everybody. And he is not in another castle. He is here. Brent Bowser. <laughs> stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. No, Brent, stay don't. Awesome. That, that bridge is over lava. Show. 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 Show.